morning in the book of Matthew chapter 2. We are glad that you're here. And Jesus is here. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I don't say age because age is not in the Bible. It says end of the world. Chapter 2 of Matthew. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he as born king of the Jews? For we have seen the star in the east, and are come to worship him. We come to worship him. Can you pray with me this morning? Lord, how excellent is thy word and thy name. For you have exalted your name above thy word. And thy word is from everlasting to everlasting. And thy name is beyond everlasting to everlasting. Help us to comprehend the depth, the breadth, and the width, and the weight of what this script is all about. In the name of Jesus, amen, everybody. Amen. Can you put your Bibles down and clap into the Lord? God bless you. you. may be seated. We do not know how many men decided one morning to leave their wives and their family and their children and their business and their familiar surrounding and go on a journey that was over 800 to 1,000 miles looking for a place to worship looking for an object to worship. The Bible know that there were some men, didn't tell us three or four. Men tried to tell us how many. Some said three men. Some said a hundred men. The Bible just says men. It said these men were wise. Now their wisdom was not based on their intellect or the, the degree behind their names or by their sociological standing that they had. But there's something about them in their decision, in their judgment, that they did that revealed the fruit of their knowledge and their wisdom. The Bible didn't call them astrologers or soothsayers. It just says wise men pull up their stake and went on a long trip. I don't know what they used, camels or donkeys or what they were riding on. If they were on camel, it would take at least 14 so many miles in a day. But it took a long journey from where they were living, and they were going to find this Messiah King. It's not without importance to notice these men weren't coming from a place where there was no king. But there must be a king of kings that supersede all the kings that they knew and there must be a magnetic pull that was pulling on them. And my title is this this morning, Wise Men Still Seek Him. 
Tell some beside you, wise men, still seek him. We call people wise because of how many letters behind their names. We call people wise because they are good investors. We call people wise because they bless themselves in ways that impresses the carnal man. But that was not the objective and the motive of these men. These men, the Bible said, are wise. Now the kings of the east are men that don't make decision without consulting the soothsayers, the astrologers, and the necromancers. Now they didn't say these were necromancers or astrologers. They were wise men. In Egypt, they call for the wise men. In Babylon, they call for the wise men. In Media Persia, they call for wise men. And I wish sometimes saints would have the nut, I mean, just the, the guts and the knowledge before you make bad decisions and make wrong judgment that you got some wise people in your life that you could consult to, that you want to bring the fragments of a broken life and a broken heart to Jesus. But these men stepped out and leave their family. I'm not sure what they told their family, but they said, we're going for a trip. We're going to journey, and we're going to go seek him that is born, king of the Jews. Now, it's amazing how these men sought and recognized something in the sky. You and I can look in the sky, and all we see is the blackness of the background and the twinkle twinkling little stars and astrologers could come and look at the stars and they could call them by different comment names and tell you what those stars represents in the zodiacs it wouldn't mean a thing to the carnal natural eyes but the well intelligent the well trained mind they could look in the sky and they could tell you by navigation where the seven stars of Orion's are and the three sister stars, and they could name those stars and use them for navigation because stars are still used for navigation. You don't travel on the ocean without stars understanding. I've been on the cruise before, and I've been in the ocean, and I've seen where we don't see land at all. You don't see any bearing at all. But as long as those stars are in the sky, those men are trained to know how those stars fit the map that they have before them. And they're guiding stars. And the Bible said they went looking for a star. A star. Now I want you to notice this here. Not everybody noticed the mobility of the star. I believe people looked up. Like the servant of Elijah said, I see nothing. I don't see anything. Can't you see it? See what? I don't see anything. You see, a person with revelation can see a whole lot further than a person with education. A person with divine illumination can see better than a person with 20-20 vision. A person with divine inspiration can comprehend a whole lot more than a guy who studied physics and science and technology. And these men are called wise not because of their intellect, but because of the judgment that they were making and the decision. They were going to leave where they were 
to find what they did not have. Hallelujah. You know, it, it really blesses my soul to think about a guy called Naaman. He was a leper, and the Bible says he was going to die from leprosy in Syria. And a little girl just gave a little hint to say, oh, what the God that you know, the God that I know. He's a whole lot different from the gods of the Syrians. Hey, all gods aren't the same thing, my friend. Gods, there are many, but this God, he's got fruit to prove that he's God. I would to God he would go. And on the word of a little girl, he navigated himself all the way down to Israel. And the Bible said when he was leaving, he said, After truth, there is no God like this one. That's revelation. That's divine inspiration. He said, there is no God that can operate like this one. Hallelujah. There's no rivers as tremendous as the one called Jordan. I got par far, but it's not the same. But these wise men were not content to be where they were and what they had. They said, we got to find this birth. Now, in my Bible, it tells me in the book, Amen, of Isaiah, and also in the pictures of Numbers, that a guy called Balaam, he tried to curse the Israelites. He was the man that knew the truth. And it's a strange thing when you know the truth, but you don't love the truth. It's a terrible thing where you try to mix, amen, two things that will not mix. Balaam is a mixer of the godly with the ungodly. And they hired him. They hired this preacher to go prophesy because they said his average was 99.99 correct. So let's hire him. The Moabites, the children of Lot, to curse the people of God. You can't curse what God bless. You can't take from us what God gave us. You may criticize, but you can't demonize us. And the Bible says, amen, he tried to open his mouth to curse God's people and could not do it. And if you read Numbers 24, 17, he began to prophesy against his will. Just like the donkey <laughs> prophesied against his tongue ability. Hallelujah. It's amazing what God can do for his people. When he really wants to. Amen. When you waste, please God. He said, There a star shall rise out of Jacob. So a star. Let, let, let me save you wondering who that star is. Jesus Christ says, I am the bright and morning star. And I'm from the root and the offspring of David. So we know who he's talking about. It does matter which star you follow, it does matter who pastor you. It doesn't matter who pester you. It doesn't matter who pastorize you. All churches are not the same. All preachers are not the same. They may call themselves by the same name, but they don't have the same anointing and the same visualization and the same administration and the same power of God. They may look alike, but they're not the same alike. There is falling stars. There is wandering stars. Then there's the morning star. Whose star is leading you? Everybody in this building is led by a star. I was in one church, and there's some people that don't know where they belong. They hopped from church to church to church, and Jude called them wandering stars. 
for whom the blackness of the night is what? Reserved. Amen. I don't belong to that culture. I don't belong to that constellation. Hallelujah. I belong to a divine installation. God set in the church. Such as please him. You don't choose church. God choose who he wants. He said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I've set you. And I've placed watchmen over you. Men that understood the times. Men with the spirit of Issachar who know what time it is. We're not astrologers. We're not soothsayers. But we're truth tellers. Whose stars are you following? Hallelujah. I want to tell you, Satan has even got stars. He drew one third of the stars with his tail. Amen. I'm not following the tail guy in the 12th chapter of Revelation. Hello. I want to follow that bright and morning star. But they knew distinctly they weren't following an asteroid. They knew they weren't following some comet. They knew there was a message in that star. And I believe they knew by scripture or by searching the word of God that a man prophesied that a star shall come out of the Jacob lineage and that man would have the scepter of righteousness. I'm trying to tell you, beloved, the scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh come. Unto him shall be the gathering of the people. I'm trying to tell you, Bethlehem Ephrathah would produce that scepter. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I know what star I'm following. I'm not following Hollywood stars. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. You know who's leading you. You know who where they're taking you, honey. And where the star going to end up? I'm not following a falling star. They sound their brass when they're going to fall. Amen. But said, there's something unusual about this star. Let me tell you, all churches aren't the same. I can walk in church and feel nothing. And I can go in church and feel the Holy Ghost. The anointing. I can feel the vibration of the Spirit of God. And I can say, Jacob, surely God is in this place. Shatalamahaya. I said, God is in this place. I want to be where the stars are shining. I want to be where God has the stars in his hand. The seven stars that's in the hand is touching the seven churches. So we're going to follow that star. They leave their family and leave everything behind. My friend, if you want to find true worship, sometime you got to leave your family behind. I'm following a star. I was thinking this morning and last night about this situation here. What on earth make Abraham did what he did? Abraham left, listen to me now, his nativity. It's familiar surrounding his family. All what would keep you bound and make you procrastinate is self-investigate and invest in God. He left it all. And he's following a promise. Church, we are led by a promise. And that promise is drawing near. Then when we first believe, Never has the promise seemed so close 
Then today, Abraham left Ur of the Chaldees for a promise. Think about it. The wise men left their family for a star. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the Bible said Ruth left Moab, her heritage, her culture, and her custom, following a hope. I want to know your God. I want to know your God. I want to experience your God. I want to know what he's all about. I want to live like your people. I want that people to be my people. And we're the largest. I want to live there. Because the Shekinah is there. There's no Ichabob there. I'm willing to take the journey to find your God. I'll do everything in my power to get a place to worship. person with passion cannot be deterred. And treat me not to leave thee because I'm not coming for a husband. I'm not looking for a wife. I'm not looking for money. I've got the right reason for being here. I want to know your God. I want to seek him while he may be found. For the time come when you can't find him. And now is the time to reach out. And she said, I'm falling with a hope just to know your God. You got to have the right reason for coming through those doors. You got to be like Mary. I'm not impressed by seeing an angel in the tomb. I want to know where is Jesus. Where is Jesus in your prayer? Where is Jesus in your house? Where is Jesus in your life? Where is Jesus in your church? Can you find him? The men said, we're going to go look for him because he's sure not right here. He said, well, there's somewhere. Hallelujah. But I said, Jesus could not be hid. Some people got so emotional about Jesus, they tore off the roof. They rip off the roof. If you're satisfied, you will not do that. But desperate people do desperate things. They're not satisfied with religion. They want an experience from God. They've got to be touched with the anointing to break the yoke. For his yoke is easy and his burden is lighter. You will never be content with a counterfeit. You've got to get the genuine. I don't care how slippery and slimy Ahab is. Joasaphat had to confess. Isn't there a word from the Lord? You don't need another sermon. You need a message from God. Show my people their sins. <laughs> Teach them the difference between clean and the unclean. 
Teach them the difference between the profane. Let me talk to you straight, church. There are two spirits in the church. In fact, three before Jesus comes. I'm telling you, church, the only thing going to save you is the stars in his hand. You're there for the choir? Sing. Sing all you want to. We're going to have some Hebrew boys who are not bowing to that music. Who won't join that chorus and that choir? The only thing that will save this church is the stars in the hand of Jesus Christ. Seven stars to deal with the spirit of Jezebel. Behind pulpits, on pews, on instruments, in choir. Jezebel! Look like it, smell like it. She is that painted lips, painted toenails, painted fingernails, painted everything. She's a painted counterfeit. Nothing genuine about her. I was thinking, just by talking to a fellow preacher and reading my Bible, it blew me off the thing, and I found out. Every backslider is a prostitute. Every backslider is a whore, a harlot, playing with Satan. And God said, I don't want to marry that kind. A high priest can only marry a what? A what? A virgin. He can only marry a virgin. A virgin is a girl that know not a man. Mary says, I know not a man. And she was qualified to bring to birth Jesus Christ. A church that knows all the devils in the world will never birth Jesus Christ. Because there's a sign to tell you he's in our midst. You can't find Jesus without a sign. Sodomites behind pulpit. Sodomites on instruments. Sodomites singing songs. They're all over the place. And that church will not be saved until the star come in that church. You've got to get the star in that church. Because that's how he touches the church. With the stars. And those wise men will not find God where they are. They have to get up and leave it all behind and never look back. I'm not looking for a church to like me. I'm looking for a God to like me. I want God to call me a friend. I don't need friendship with the world, but I sure need friendship with God. And Abraham left where he was just to become a friend of God. Are you ready to give up what's not of God to become a friend of God? Abraham looked for a city which has foundation whose maker was God. And I believe he was led by the star. As many as are led by the spirit of almighty God. To them gave you the power to be called what? You know who sons of gods are? They shall shine as the what? Stars. The day the world loved this church, that's when I know we're backslidden. The day the world can feel comfortable under a pews while we preach 
and you can jive with us. That's when I know we lost the message. Preach insight to me that, you know, just be wishy-washy if time get rough. I thought, you are a compromiser. To my wife, that is dangerous. Half truth won't kill you. It's the other half that will kill you. These men realize I can't follow every star, but there's one that stands out. <laughs> there's one that stands Beloved, let me tell you, God will not deceive you. God will not deceive you. There are 12 rods that place in the house of God. Overnight, 12 rods. And the question is, which one is of God? Nobody knows. But the next morning, Aaron's rod bore 12 fruit. 12 what? Fruit. And that was the rod that the star came from. A star shall come from the stem of what? Jesse. Beloved, because we're not too far from the end time, I got to preach at you like I've never preached before. I got to preach till you hate me. I got to preach till you despise me. You know why? Because we're just too close. And we can't afford to hear the words, I never knew you. You can't afford to hear those words. Folks, have you got a message? 1,000 miles they travel to hear the truth. I got this morning, I said to my wife, I am thankful that we got no tornado, no tsunami. Now, maybe you're not, but I am. I don't mind 17 below and 20 below. I'd rather be than in a flood in England. So tall I couldn't even walk. You see, that's the same thing about truth. Uh, we may be few, but not inferior. Come on now. We may not be popular, but we're well known in heaven. Those wise men did not stay where they were. They got up. My question, who is leading you? Think about it. Someone's leading you right now. And where are they taking you? The 12th chapter of Revelation. And the dragon, the dragon took his tail, and pulled down. What did he do? Pulled down one-third of the stars of heaven and trample them on the foot. Let me tell you, guys, 
tell the person beside you, you're not going to pull me out of church. You're not going to drag me out of church. I don't care what you say. Amen. The pastor can't make the standard high enough that I can't get to it. He can't preach it strong enough that I can't drink it. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Who is your star? Who is leading you? Where are they taking you? I'm not led by the horoscope of the 12 zodiac. But these men said, there were three. There were not three. It says men. Men, men, mean men. And look what they were seeking. What were they seeking? They were no different from Ruth. They said, we want to worship. Choir, you're not like many choirs in the world. You got no robe, but you got the Holy Ghost. You got no talent musician, but you got anointing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Where are they taking us? They said, we want to worship. I come to church. I want to worship. I want a church that give me conviction. Uh, I want a church when they preach, I feel commitment. God Almighty, I want a church that stir me. I want one that make me cry tears. I want a church that I be feel like I need God. <laughs> if they were content where they were, they wouldn't have to get up. But nothing is more exciting than the day when I went home and said, like Philip and Andrew, I have found him. I didn't say I found the choir. I didn't say I found a preacher. I didn't say I found religion. I didn't say I found etc. I found him. I found him of whom the law and the prophets spoke of. And Balaam, is not this the Christ? I'm trying to tell you, church, we're not going to be another denomination. We come to be God. If this don't excite you, nothing will. Where are they taking us? Hallelujah. We have found him. What a beautiful statement. The queen of Sheba, she heard, she heard that there's a wise man in Israel. She traveled six months to get there. I'm glad you folks aren't like this, but most churches think I keep church too long. They don't have anything to offer. They're just 
dead doll suit saying pacifier. When a baby's crying, I want breastfeeding, you know what the mom does? Stick a pacifier in his mouth. And she put some honey on it. And fool that poor baby. And the baby ended up full of wind and puffy. When the baby needs breast, milk. Now the thing is, mom don't feed baby with the breast. She feed with a bottle. Huh? When Paul says, I nurse you as a nurse. Hello. Come on now. You know the church of a diet? Milk, strong meat, and stronger meat. How long are you going to give them the pacifier? Hey, I, I got friends that talk foolish. They scared the devil out of me. Amen. It scared me real good. I thought, I don't want to be under your ministry, friend. I don't want to be there. Hallelujah. We found him. She said, the half has never been told. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what the preacher preached when I got saved. I don't even know the message. I can't tell you what he preached. But one thing I know, something got a hold of me. Oh, yes, it did. Something made me spit right, walk right, live right, felt convicted. There was a change. There was a Holy Ghost change. It was no counterfeit. It was a real change from my top to my toe, from my finger to my heart. Something got a hold of my soul. It was the Holy Ghost. You cannot see God's glory and still look the same. Ask Moses. He was just in God's presence and walked out of there to cover it up. So often time, not to offend her family. But says men love darkness more than light. But when do you need stars more? There's not one star inside right now. But as the night comes, the star comes out. And if there every time we need the day star, is now. God told me this church is going to be in the rapture under one condition. Keep it a virgin. Keep sin out of the pulpit. Keep sin off these instruments. Keep sin out of the choir. And purge it! Because I'm the high priest. And I can't dwell in unclean temple. Without holiness, you cannot see God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you see a high priest, he lit up like a star. Can I worship God? Hey, if this rub you wrong, turn around and rub it the other way. I got some friends, they'll never let me preach at their church. I was in one, one, one state, the guy says, oh, he can't trust the needle. One guy called me, what? The big honcher down in Toronto, because he called me. Yep. 
But I see him changing now. He's changing. And I thought, where are you going with all this? What's going to be your next move? And the next move. You see, when the devil gets in your car, he jumped from the passenger seat to the driver's seat and drive you around a bend you didn't plan on. I want to tell you kids with cars, you take these young girls in your cars and mess around with them. God sees it. And you fondle them. God sees it. And you neck. God sees it. God sees the morality. And he'll judge you like you judge Alfred and Phineas. You guys not listening to me. You play with a pornographic magazine, God sees you. When he comes, I'm going to leave you right where you are. Let's worship God. I was in the Caribbean, and I saw the, the, the valley of the star and the moon and the sun so much. Because where we were, it was not the modern as here. It was so dark. It was so dark. We were baptizing people in total darkness. And the only light we had was just the stars. I want to tell you, because the star was the only light we had, it lit up the water and everywhere else. The star is best shining at night. We will never see a darker night than we are seeing right now. And if you're a man, I want to tell you, if you're wise, you're going to seek God right now. You will come with a gift. The gift God wants is not your money. A lot of folks think, Pastor, do you want your money? So help me, God, I don't know what's in this plate. Never does. I've been since 1980, and I've never one time checked this plate. Never, never will. I have never checked it. Never look in that plate and figure out how much money we have in that plate. Never. You know why? That my faith don't stand in handouts. I don't need Caesar. I'm an engineer. I can get a job if I want to. And I had one. That's why I built this church. <coughs> they bought Balaam. They shut him up. They quiet him down. Money corrupt. It is a deceiver. It make Judas destroy Jesus. Amen. Because of cash, which is nothing but trash. Do you know today I could drop dead? So could you. After death comes what? Judgment. And you might say, oh, pastor, he gone to heaven. And I could be in hell burning. A compromising truth. And then tell you the truth. Because when a star falls, it stops being a part of the light. And become a part of the darkness. That's why in the church, Jesus Christ, the morning star, have the night stars in his hand. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. Can I keep on preaching? Caleb, you're better off play for the devil and the world if you're not going to do this thing right. You're wasting your time. I'm telling you the truth. 
We want to worship. I told my wife, if I ever die, find the strictest, strongest church to go to. I told her that. If she's smart, she'll do it. If she's not, she's stupid. Just plain stupid. Go to a church that everybody hates and find fault with the standard. And stay there till you die. Because the chances are you're going to make it. If you live for God easy, it's hard. If you live for God hard, it's easy. Clap hands to Jesus. We want to worship him. How do you worship God? In spirit. How? In truth. Yes. I'm going to tell you something here, folks. I said to a friend, now, you know, you pastor a large church, a very huge church. And, you know, you know that Jesus wasn't born on the 25th. He said, but, oh, but, they all tell me, but, and they end up doing it too. Now, I'm not going to be their judge. But my scripture told me, Balaam is the problem. God said, get out of Balaam. Get him out of the church. Because he's going to mix truth and error. Is Hollywood a star or they're counterfeit? You know a star mean? A star is somebody you imitate. You follow. And misery loves comfort. Why did they kill Jesus? He was too shining. He said, you don't like light. You love darkness. More than light. No word, daddy, mommy, don't tell me the truth. Lie to me. But the men said, we want to worship. We want to worship. Worship is one of the first commandments in the Bible. Hello. Hello. Worship. My first experience was praise dance. Never started in my life. I want to preach to somebody in the States. I won't tell you where. And the church was going pretty good. And they had me to speak. And so... But I saw on the pastor's table, it says praise dance. I thought, what is that? I didn't know what it was. So the church service went on. And then the praise dancers came out after a great move of God. Well, I haven't preached yet. And then some girls came out with some gloves on. You ever see those gloves? Like Pacamina in Jamaica. I call them Jamaica Pacamina in North America. You know what I'm talking about? You know who those guys are? Witches, warlocks, seances, devil worshipers, falling spirits. That's what they are. Touch you, you fall down. You need people to fall over here. That's not new. That's, that came from Jamaica. You touch somebody like this, and they fall over and they frog like a frog. Fools came here, and I prayed for them, and they started falling. I said, just a minute. The insurance don't cover that. 
don't drop. Please don't drop. Nobody dropped in the Bible. Only the guy with the demons drop when Jesus touched him. What kind of church is this? A Holy Ghost church. Sister Alexander, and they were dancing. They got this nice, tight thing. You can see, lo and behold, and definite PTL. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the pastor going, I thought, did you feel the pain or something? I thought, what on earth? And one of my friends from far coming to hear me preach, and he said, Neil, what is this? I said, I don't know. But the, the whole service died. Let me tell you about praise dance. David tried to bring by the ark. Let me tell you, when you don't have the real thing, you have to fake it. You have to what? Fake it. That's what they were doing, faking it. The spirit not moving, so they got to move the spirit. David wanted to bring the ark back, right? Good idea. Good plan. We want to move a God, don't we? Uh, move a God. And so he said, you know what? We're lo they're, lo they're losing the battle. Amen. And, they, and, and when they were losing the battle, a guy said, well, let's fetch the ark. Because when the ark comes, there's glory. Where the ark is, there's what? Shekinah. Glory. The gold is reflect. Amen. Stay with me, folks. I'm the most hated preacher around the world. Only one person loves me, my wife. And she's dumb. Love a clown like me. But hang on, folks. They fetched the ark. Sister, you know, a guy, two boys, bad boys, ran 20 miles to fetch the ark. 20 miles to bring it back. And they were shouting. The church that shout the most have the least of God. Can you believe that? They're going to make it for the noise, for the spirit. And they were shouting and carrying on. I feel all this right now. I want to tell you some of you husbands right now, ask your wife to kiss you in your white shirt and see what happens. Lipstick on my collar. <laughs> Not go to wear a white shirt to church. Because she be coming kissing. I'll tell my wife, stop looking like you're sucking butter. Get that grease off your mouth. Greasy stuff. That's just the beginning of the coming on. But you know, folks, God says, take the ark from them. And they took the ark away. I'm coming to close. Stay with me. I'm not done, but you know. Part two could be next year <laughs> in the Lord Terrace. But you know what, folks? Listen to me now. When the ark was taken, they took it somewhere else. Now, they want it back, and we want God's spirit back in this church. We want it back. We want it back. We really want it back. I want it back. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to be lost. I, my friend, I've had two things. It's too painful. Much more hell. <laughs> 
I'm about to tell me, ate my friend. You ever see me? I curl right up and I scream. I say, oh, God, that's why I don't want to go to hell. Suicide, I'm scared of that stuff. But church, listen to me. David put the, the ark of God on a new cart. Now, someone said the gold weighed 800 pounds, pretty heavy. Well, the cross was just as heavy, too. The cross weighed 300 pounds. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, got to carry it on your shoulder. It is a burden to live for God. It is a burden. It is a burden to pay your tithes when you, when you owe tips and tears for a lot of things you didn't need. It is a burden. It is a burden. Yes. But got a carrot on your shoulder. I don't want a cart. Is that right? Is that right? Now, if you love this clap pan, I won't look at you. 100%. 100%. Like Donald Trump. You all love me. But church, everything was going good. And to the sister Kim, somebody tried to help God out. God does not want me to change the message to help him out to get new converts. Right. Amen. Amen. When I came in, they stripped me. You folks are blessed. You're baptized in nice water. But I was frozen, cold. You're blessed. So thank God for that. But you know what God did? He killed Yuza. I'm going to tell you why he killed Yuza. Like, a lot of you guys say, oh, Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend. Let me warn you about that. You know what Yuza's call? You know what God smote him? His name means user friendly. You guys mess it. You guys are so shallow. Meaning he can touch things like there's nothing holy about it. You know, when I came to church, you couldn't touch nothing sanctified if you weren't baptized and sanctified. You couldn't. But in those services, there is healing. There is deliverance. There is power. Amen. Amen. Some old woman who can't even sing will touch somebody and they're healed. Come on, somebody. People with demons got released. Nowadays, nothing like that happened. There's no prophecy, no tongue interpretation. Come on now. No gifts of the Spirit. No, not even fruit of the Spirit. A lot of flesh. I'm going to stop. I'm getting in trouble here. The Bible said, let's stand. Do I have room for Jesus? I said, we want to worship him. And I feel in my spirit, brethren and sisters, I feel in my heart that wise men are in this building. I mean, wise women also. Wise men and wise women. They said, we want to worship him. Herod is lying. He has no plan to worship God. He wants to kill what you found. I didn't know this. The pastor's wife later told me he wondered how long I would last in the faith. 
You know what? I was in my 20s when I came in. That's the age when you, you plan for your future, the biggest house, the biggest job, the biggest everything. And I had one at Chevron, and he told me I couldn't take it. And I didn't take it because he told me I couldn't take it. I was mad, but I didn't take it. <laughs> I was angry, but I did what he said. Because <laughs> I didn't have the Holy Ghost. Think about it. But the star will never lead you wrong. It led him right to Jesus. Most of you don't know this, or even my wife. The night when God was going to affect me the most, I was coming from a tavern. I took her to Shore where I used to go to bar. I used to go to a tavern called uh, Downtown on 107th Street and 9th Street right there. All the university students go there. We all go there, young people. And we all sit there every Friday and get drunk and go to anybody's party, sleep at anybody's house, sleep anywhere, everywhere. But one night I was walking home. Didn't have a ride home, I didn't have a car then. And I said, God, if you're really real, I want to know it. If you're really real, I want to know that you're real. I felt a, a surge of power came down from the sky and hit me so hard. Went right down my body. Now, I wasn't smart enough to know that's the Holy Ghost. But I know I felt it. I never forget it. And then one day I came to church. An invitation said, come to church. And I came. I stopped the back. I want to stop them from bothering me, so I came and stopped there. And a church went on, and small church, little church. And then when they finished and got to dismiss, I started shaking. My hands started shaking. My foot started knocking together, and I couldn't stop it. And I thought, my God, what is going on here? And I want to cry. I said, I'm not going to cry. And I couldn't hold my tear back. And I scream out. Everybody shot. Look. They didn't expect anybody to be saved. It was business as usual. But that's the night I got wise. I sat down. And I grabbed that thing and I shook. And God said, Repent. I said, What? He said, Repent. And I cried. I said, God, if that's really you. Let that preacher come down from that pulpit. Let him come and tell me, go to the altar. If, it, if that's really you, let him do it. Let him do it. And that man, I line out, he walked down that aisle and said, do you want to pray? Do I ever want to pray? I was so glad I threw myself at the altar and I started screaming. I said, God, forgive me. Forgive me. All my rotten deeds and doings, I started to see them. You know what? Would you believe my mom and dad were the church? And that was not in their plans. I said, Dad, God said, do it. I'm not the guy you thought I was. Mom, I don't live the life like you think I was. I didn't go in detail. Then God said, now if you go in that water, I'll baptize you. And I'll keep you the rest of the journey. I said, what? I'm 24 years old. 24 years old. Going to graduate next month. Suppose I go to a stag party. You know what a stag party is? Bad party. We all plan to go. We pay to go. 
And God said, go in that water. I called the preacher and said, sir, will you baptize me? He said, no, 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 no. You're not ready. I said, oh, yes, I am. I want to tell you, if he didn't baptize me, I wouldn't come back. I would never come back. Because I know a guy had the same experience and died lost. He never came back. The sad part, the preacher didn't baptize him either. I think if he had baptized him, he would have lived for God, but he didn't. He never came back, and he died in his sins. I would have died in my sins too. But there's a star. God put the star in the preacher's hand. As a touch those people. And the Lord made me a process. Look, he said, if, if you go in that water, I will keep you the rest. I said, God, I can't live this life. I just can't do it. He said, you can. I'll, I'll be there for you. So I convinced the preacher, you got to do it tonight. So it's okay. I prayed. Took me downstairs. Baptized me. In Jesus' name. I didn't care what name he baptized me. I didn't know what name was right. Just baptized me anyway. He did. Hallelujah. Now I never forget when I got the Holy Ghost. I was so sick of trying. I was so sick and tired of trying. I said, I'm going to quit. I said, no. Now you know you need me. I said, yes, Lord. He said, raise your hands and I'll fill you. I thought, no, I've done it before. It doesn't work. He said, raise your Talking in tongues. The Holy Ghost came on me. I'm not lying. That's 1972. I never looked back since. Would you bow your heads? Sing. There he lives. I will follow. Pastor Neil is lucky. I should have been in hell. I should have been lost. I should have been lost. You wouldn't have known me. You wouldn't have known me. I said you wouldn't have known me. I'd have been lost. I should have been lost. But a star led me to Christ. Oh, I'm telling you from my heart, I'm not putting it on. I'm being real to you. 